Comedy Undergrads Podcast. Understand that we underground, we underpaid, underrated, and we run around town, underqualified, and we're living under the sea. We interview a new cool human every week. It's the Comedy Undergrads Podcast. It's the Comedy Undergrads Podcast, where we talk to the best comedians who will talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, thanks for tuning in. My name's Lara Ricote. I'm here with Benedetto Surlo. Hello. We are the Comedy Undergrads. We uh, are. A podcast where we talk to the best comedians that will talk to us. We're provided to you by Uva Radio. And today we're here with, with Zoe Brownstone. Yeah, she's a comedian from Canada who was based in Amsterdam until now. And now still she's still based in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> still living here. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, I meant to say that she's... What was I mean? Why? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe wanting to be kicked out, but it's yes. not. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, but it, we don't want her to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me here? No, no, we we want her here. We, well, we don't. What? What? This is so funny. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna snip snip. No, no. This is so good. It, it all stays. Uh, it stays. <laughs> no, we're. She's a Canadian. We usually talk to comedians who are yeah. traveling to Amsterdam. Yeah. And this time we're talking to a comedian who's in Amsterdam Back. usually. Yes. And we'll probably stay forever. Let's, well. Uh, Fingers so, crossed. So that's what we're going to talk about also. Right. Ha, about this the, is foreshadowing. About, about the, Dutch, the Dutch government and their non-considering uh, stand-up as an art form. Right, this because. Is be one of the topics. Yeah. She'll explain to us that they, she, she's applying for a. Artist visa. An artist visa. Uh, yeah. And then. Gross. Like, it's just not a conversation. You never go into stand-up comedy thinking like, one day. I'm going to stand on a platform and fight for the realness of comedy as an art form. Like, so it's probably the, one of the only art forms you get into to avoid that conversation. And now I have to, like, prove it to a bunch of politicians. And bureaucrats. And yeah. Like, they've never laughed in their lives. Never probably. once. It's against the law for a bureaucrat to laugh. You don't get to have the job if you have a sense of humor. So that's, I don't know, it's going to be tough. We'll see. Uh, you're like you're like it's an art because you laugh you express an emotion they're like what is laughter but what is laughter yeah yeah it's more of a it's a metaphysical like it's a real existential paradigm where it's like what is laughter how do you how can you monetize it for the country like you have to prove that it's like cultural worth in the country of the netherlands but you know what i found out that puppeteering an art form come on yeah zoe yeah i was gonna tell you Oh, th- th- I that bet you. I bet you know what else I bet you is an art form in this what? fucking country is mime. <laughs> I bet you do. Anywhere dance is an art form, mime is a motherfucking art form. Idiot. Idiot. So we're going to be explaining laughter to bureaucrats <laughs> in this podcast. But first, first let let's hear a little bit of Zoe. Uh, this is a bit from Zoe that uh, was the first one I heard actually from her. Um, what about you? What about <laughs> me? I I love this bit. Honestly, it's. Uh, uh, also one of the first bits I heard from you probably at a professional show one of the many oh and this was probably one of your last ones that you did Osterbarf yeah recently oh is this from oh sad oh, sad, sad emotional Great value show. as well I, I had it this month I didn't get to do it but so we're gonna we're gonna listen to this and we're going to, to discuss weep. it we're going to <laughs> weep you, you'll hear us <laughs> you hear sobbing <laughs> imagine tears <laughs> alright here we go my latest real conspiracy theory obsession is uh, women's equality. Ooh, that's a fun one. It's a good one. Uh, more specifically, listen, listen, guys, listen, listen. Are you listening? Listen. How are women expected to achieve equal rights and equal pay when we can't even achieve 
equal size pants pockets on our jeans. Like, what the <laughs> shit is going on with these fucking tiny fucking ass? I'm gonna, let me take you. I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you all on a journey. All right, you ready? Here we go. That's the end of the journey. <laughs> The whole journey, beginning, middle, come here. Yes. Come here, motherfucker. Yes. Come here. Now let's go on another journey. That's a full journey. That's a full journey. That had a beginning, middle, and an end. Men, you have such deep pockets, both literally and metaphorically. It's not fair. You can fit a phone in there. You can fit a wallet in there. You can fit your dignity in there. It's fucking deep. Girl, I see where your head's at. I'm glad you're not a man, because if you were a man that interrupted that joke, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> it's fucked! Women, we have such tiny pockets that sometimes they don't even exist at all. Right? You know what I'm talking about, right? The no pocket, where some fucking asshole in Malaysia or Micronesia or whatever the fuck took a needle and thread and fucking sewed our pocket shut? Like sewed it shut, like there once was a pocket there, but she died. She's died. And now there's just clickbait on your pants. Like, hot psych got you, stupid lady. It's fucked up. It's fucked up shit, man. The only thing worse than the no pocket is this fucking joke of a fucking inception pocket. The no pocket. What the fuck do I put it? Don't answer. But what the It is so small. The only thing you're ever gonna fit in there is all of my women's rights. That's it. All of them. All one of them. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. Gucci, Prada, I don't know. Bag companies, Trump, somehow. Tiny hands. I don't know. Like, haven't smoked enough weed to figure that out yet. It, it's gotta be biological, right? Like women and women and men are different biologically, you know? That's that is true. Is the reason women don't get uh, pants pockets, is it because we come equipped with a tiny pocket? Is that it? Is it because we come with a little built-in? It's the vagina, by the way. Is that it? Because <laughs> we have a little tiny biological pocket? Is that it? Well, that's bullshit, because I've tried and I can't fit a whole hand in there either. So I'm gonna Yeah, right now were, it's been a month, I think. Yeah, yes, it has. You were literally staring into space yeah, the whole time like that this was deep, playing. Deep depression. Also, because I swear way more on tape than I think that I do in real life. <laughs> That's my New Year's resolution for the rest of 2020 to not swear so much. Jeez. On tape. On tape. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in life, swearing is beautiful. Swearing is the the f the food of language. Like it's the dessert of language. It's the salt. It's the salt. It's, it's the yes. yeah. Salt mm -hmm. shook both. Yeah, 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 spices. yeah. Spices. Yeah, you gotta fucking. Mm. One time, mm. one time, uh, I used to work in kitchens, and a chef told me that the difference between a a good a good dish and a great dish is just a pinch of salt. Absolutely. And now I'm thinking, 
the difference between a good sentence and a great sentence is a pinch of fuck. Uh, just, a it's just a little dash of Just a little dash of fuck yeah, you. Yeah, a little slice of cunt. Yes, a little smidge of dick. <laughs> 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 a little slice of cunt. Keep it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Chef Tony. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> he was mean. He was a mean little chef. A mean Italian chef? Oh, he no. He was Scottish. He was Scottish. Okay. He was Scottish, and it looked like his face had condensed around the nose, and the nose was like it, and he was, like, tiny like this. And it was, like, really wow. Glaswegian. Wow. I don't know if I can... It looked like he came out of the sewer uh, and started cooking right away. It was, <laughs> it was like ratatouille, <laughs> but Scottish without the chef. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, but let's the go joke. back to the joke. What I really love about this joke is that it's both a great observational joke and a, a social commentary. It's like it's like the best of both worlds in a way. Like you, you really strike the balance there. And if I'm really honest, I was thinking about this because we listened to this joke preparing for the podcast. And I remember... Do we prepare? Do we prepare? <laughs> Believe it. It doesn't look like it. But, <laughs> but right, when I, when I remember that when I first listened to it, I thought, I had, you know, that moment when you hear a good observational joke, you're like, ah, I noticed that too. Like, shit, I noticed that thing about the small pockets that women seem to have on their trousers, but I never did anything with it. I never expanded on that thought. It's a it's a seemingly insignificant problem. I, I'll be the first to admit it. Like small pockets are not the, the the war against women. Like that's not the biggest hurdle we have to overcome. At the same time, it's a part of a much larger discussion around like microaggression and the little battles we have to fight on a daily basis. I mean, you can break down a lot of different uh, elements of feminism and like the war of the genders. But I think what it comes down to is like, what's flashy, what's sexy, and what's impactful. And pockets, not extremely impactful to most people, I would say, which is why I don't, I've never seen a bit about it. I've never really seen, like there's, I've, people send me these links about like women talking about tiny pockets and like a couple of companies that are making pants with bigger pockets. But these are like very, very small uh, initiatives. And I just think it's funny how this is like still a thing on a global level <laughs> that women have hilariously tiny pockets. Even these pants, I didn't even realize this, but even the pants I'm wearing today, like those are li- like literal <laughs> slits. Those are Made little up. like <laughs> pussy slits <laughs> that you can't fit a phone in. Like you yeah, can't yeah, yeah. fit a phone in it. Like it's hilarious. I don't know. I, th- I think it's hilarious. It is hilarious. It's also hilarious that you like, that it pisses us off, you know? Cause like, it's, it's funny that you, that you start getting pissed off about things because it's like, this is like just at least, you know? Like at least a pocket, yeah. you know? Like, like, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of those things that you, you it could just be better. Yeah. And it's like, we don't care enough about that one. We're like, oh, okay, then me neither, I guess. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting kind of thing to touch on. It's like, is it not that we don't care about it or is it just like, oh no, but we're too busy fighting for equal wages or we're too busy fighting for like abortion rights. We're too busy fighting for the right to vote in certain countries. And who's talking about the pocket? No one's talking about the pocket. <laughs> like that's, you know, it's, it, it is a, bat- it's a battle to fight. It's like, but fuck it's like, abortion. But, yeah, but it's right. like, where's the arena for this? Because it's like, no, there are countries where women still can't drive. Like that's, you know, you got to take some perspective on it. But for me, living, like coming from a very like progressive first world country, Canada, where women are in politics and the deputy prime minister is a woman, like 
you, you know, we could talk about it. We could have a little movement on the issue. Like that would be great if I didn't have to buy men's pants in order to fit my hand and a cell phone yeah. in my pant pocket. Well, there's that part, the visual part of the joke. Sorry, the um, that the the guy has to stand up. Yeah. You guys didn't didn't see it, but we we saw it. Um, the guy has to stand up and he puts his hand in his pocket. It goes all the way in. Um, and then the ladies, she, what do you get? Like the the t- top part. Until like the the part with your palm, like you can't get your palm inside of your your pocket, um, and that that's a really it's a really nice one because when you get the guy to stand up, like everybody's together understanding really quickly. It really paints the picture. Did it like, come to you after, or did you start with the joke without that, and then? Yeah, it, yeah. I d- the joke, the original bit was, uh, it was actually it was sort of a, it was a response to a heckler. Uh, I used to have another joke about like some feminist joke about something irrelevant now I guess and the a tagline was like you know just like our tiny ass pockets and a heckler was once like well I can fit my whole hand in my pocket and it was a guy and I was like oh that's the problem is that you don't see that we have a problem like and and it's true and like I've been doing this bit for a few years and and I get more feedback from men than I do from women because guys have no idea and why should they? They've never worn women's pants. Women don't talk about it. It's not in the it's not in the news. It's not in the media. Like it's not an issue. You know, unless you're a woman trying to put your hand in your pocket, it's not an issue. And so I more often than not, I get guys coming up to me after shows being like, I had no idea. Like, the struggle. You opened my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and, to the video yeah, game. And I've been bringing guys up on stage for two years, three years. Never once have I had a guy who couldn't put his whole hand in his pocket. Mm, never, like mm. it's never been a thing where like, oops, accidentally he was wearing women's pants or tight jeans or whatever. <laughs> like never once, every time. And now the, the bits evolved where it's like, sometimes I'll take their phone and I'll try and put it in my pocket and then I'll just keep it until the end of my set. Like <laughs> I like to play around with that. I haven't actually gotten to take a phone home yet, but I'm hoping one day this this job will pay off. <laughs> you get a man with yeah. a little find my iPhone. Yeah. That'll become <laughs> yeah. it'll be love. It'll be like a Cinderella like glass slipper situation. Theft. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, the, the whole thing about that is obviously, obviously, I don't know if it needs to be said, but I'll say it. Uh, that if you can't put your phone inside your pocket, then you have to carry a purse. If you have to carry a purse, then you're more susceptible to someone stealing from you. Conspiracy theory, yes. Oh, I didn't that, think about that. Is that it's a conspiracy theory? You have, why the fuck do we have to carry bags? I, mean, I wish I didn't. I, I wish I could put everything in my yeah, pocket, but yeah, I can't. I have yeah, to carry a bag. Yeah. That is that is a good because point. Because my computer doesn't fit in my pocket. Yeah. I waver. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> no, obviously. that's a common struggle. <laughs> that's a common struggle. With the computer in your pocket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working, right. on, a fo- I'm working on a foldable computer. You need like a like an overalls with like a front pocket <laughs> that just like folds down and you can like slip like a sleeve. Like a large the, zipper? Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, yo, yo. <laughs> that's what I'm fighting for. Styles. Yeah. But it's, it's goddamn annoying that like to come to this podcast recording, I had to bring a backpack just because yeah. like I wanted to bring like my, my rolling tobacco, <laughs> my wallet, and my phone. That means a backpack. Like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, okay, so now there's, like, three or four parts to that joke. There's the whole, there's, like, the beginning part, then there's the um, yeah. topical Trump part. <laughs> she brings that in. Just Bang, <laughs> just like that. Throw that in. Then let forget. Um, and the the pussy part. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable saying that word. You saw it in my face. <laughs> I was like, do I have to? You can hear it. You just went... Do I even say it in the bu- in the bit? No, I say it in another what, part. Why did I say it? She says vagina. I say vagina. Like, <laughs> I did it. 
to my I hated myself all throughout it. Anyways, <laughs> I want to be cool said, with saying it. I'm just not that person. Yeah, you're word. not. You're that's not. A great word. You just gotta say it more often. That's, that's what that's what I was trying just now. It didn't work though. You want to try again? Yeah, yeah the pussy part. <laughs> that was better. Yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> just takes practice. So I, I'm imagining. <laughs> I'm imagining that like the development of the joke was in like first the, the I okay it comes all it comes is because of conspiracy theories you smoke a lot of weed and think a lot about conspiracy theories That's a lie. I, yeah, Wait, that's, that's a lie. Not that was a so there, sometimes I talk about like uh, especially since since my breakup like I it's a it's just a it's a segue to the bit is I talk about uh, how now that I have so much time on my hands, I, I smoke a lot of weed and look into conspiracy theories and how one of my favorite conspiracy theories is women's equality, more specifically women's pockets. But that's not really true. I've been thinking about women's pockets since before I started smoking weed regularly. It's just become like an obsession, maybe as a result of uh, cannabis consumption. <laughs> um, but no, the 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 sort of the breakdown of the bit was like introducing the, introducing the premise, which is hard sometimes like sometimes I'll bring it up I'll say like you know let's talk about women's pockets and people just look at me like I've spoken Dutch to them like they just don't understand and typically it doesn't really land until I bring the guy up on stage Mm. which is so fucking annoying and like a really like (laughs) grounding sort of like humble place I have to be like I need this fucking man to help me with this joke like Mm. it's so frustrating also sometimes people applaud the man which i always (laughs) try to capitalize on and be like yes that's right clap for the man that's the point of the joke please there's so many nuances that i can tap into with this bit because like people are really uncomfortable with the idea that there is this thing everyone's experiencing that everyone knows about but nobody's talking about and it's a great, like, as a comedian, it's a great opportunity for me to, like, pull at people's strings because women will heckle me during this joke, like, in really? the bit that we listen to. Yeah, a woman was, like, talking to me the entire time about how she's so frustrated with her tiny pockets All right. that I actually had to be like, yo, I get you. <laughs> But the fact that you're interrupting me right now is not very feminist of you. <laughs> like that's you know what I mean? So it's like there's there's layers. It's so juicy to play with, especially because like I don't consider myself to be like a very like strict feminist, if that's okay to say. Like, <laughs> like a like a flexitarian, but yeah, for yeah, exactly. Flexitarian? Yeah, that's when you're kind of vegetarian but also not. Sick. That's, that's what I am with gender politics. Hundred <laughs> percent. But who isn't? I mean, you you 100%. can't you you want like you live in the world. You want me every once in a while. What you're not you you gotta. What are you saying, Francis? <laughs> Talk about what? What? what are you, the Pope? Yeah. <laughs> no, Saint Francis was friends with animals. He was always like Did birds were. But he ate them too. Did he eat them? I, d- I don't know. Only, only if the animal wanted. Only if the animal was like. Please, only if the animal died of heartbreak. Please eat me. Died of <laughs> Yeah, no, because he could speak with animals. So I'm picturing it. Probably the animal, like with the last breath, the animal's like, I have one last thing to ask you, Saint Francis. Eat me. From the pussy <laughs> upwards. See, that's how you say it. There it is. There you, you say it. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that was cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, buddy. <laughs> that was slick as hell. Um, what a way to just stick a pussy in there. I, <laughs> I want to call, but no, I think that being a good feminist includes uh, being able to question like feminism and sometimes 100%. being like that's exactly what it's about. 100%. It's like the deconstruction of like if you're a pretty you're a shitty feminist if you're like oh no I'm a feminist like I don't even want to question that like I'm not willing to nope then you're you're being shitty hundred percent thanks and, and <laughs> you nailed it you nailed it kid 
And that's and that's why I also that's another reason why I love the bit is because it never gets old and never people and women especially like like women and men and 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 non-binary folks like it's it's a joke that is accessible to everyone who wears pants like that's literally all you need to that's the only prerequisite to the bit which is very special to me because like that's a rare gem in comedy when you can tap into something like that um but yeah so i the 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 general anatomy of the bit is uh introducing the premise and then just breaking down the anatomy of a female pocket so like Mm. the no pocket yeah, you go the fucking seam pocket. This bit, this was like I sh- I forgot that this bit went a little dark. I don't usually like call out like slave children, migrant <laughs> workers. Like that's dark. Like that's oh, yeah, not yeah. my mo. But, but, but I I heard it in other at least in other in the other versions that I also heard. You always say that the pocket dies. Yeah, like someone that's yeah, and yeah. I, I was wondering why, why you why you chose that. Of course, it's funny. Yeah, but like you go you go small, you saw small pocket in existent pocket. That's the one that it's I don't know closed. Yeah. So and, and, and then you say in the yeah and then you say that, that that's a pocket that went to die. Yeah. How did yeah. that? Um, it was, I I the 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 phrasing of it isn't it doesn't exactly depict what I mean, but essentially like the image that I had was like there once was a pocket there, but she was taken out like she was taken out by the mafia almost like uh-huh. she was she was disappeared. She's in now in witness protection. There's no pocket. Forget you even saw a pocket. Like, and I used to do like a little shticky thing about like you know we 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 had a pocket there, but we had to take her out. We moved her to another location. Like, don't don't ask any questions. Don't look for her. She doesn't have a Facebook account anymore. Like I, I was speaking too meta. Like people really didn't—they they got way too lost in the act out, and then I'd try to bring them back to like the political joke, and they'd be like, "Yeah, what? yeah, it's a what the weird. fuck?" Yeah, that's... so I, I condensed it down to like, "There once was a pocket there, but she died. Don't ask questions." You know what I mean? Like that. But I, I, I like that Facebook. Account I like that too. It's a, it's a bit... bring it back. Yeah. Also, but you know what I think happens? Like when you've heard a joke, and then when somebody adds just a little bit, like I celebrate that little because it's just so much fun to watch. Uh, a joke that you've watched a couple of times and then the the funniest parts become the parts that you hadn't seen before they surprise you and then you laugh again at the entire thing yeah and you know as a writer you you're you know as a, as a stand-up you're constantly editing and like tweaking shit and trying to make it tighter faster better and a lot of the time you'll cut stuff that you don't need to cut and that's like really good and juicy but like as the you know internal mouse is hamster in the wheel you know the <laughs> trying to get at right? at the Eternal mouse to hamster in the wheel. You guys know the metaphor. Classic, classic metaphor. I'm so good with words. Please hire me to write all of your eulogies and personal essays. Uh, I'm not drunk. I promise. Okay. Hamster mouse. uh. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, don't over edit. That's what I'm trying to say. Cause like, that's a great, that's a great point. Like, how did I get to like, she died? It's a big, and it is a big jump for people. Sometimes it's only in the acting out of it that I think I can grab people. Like if I really like slow down and be, and like look them in the eye and be like, she died. Um, but also about you, um, still enjoying doing this bit. Like, you know how, when you do a bit a bunch of times then it's a little hard for it to be funny for you. Yeah. Um, how about that? Um, <laughs> that's the question deal with it <laughs> that's how I formulated it what you think about that um, I um, I gotta say the writing of this joke is not uh, 
it's uh it's it's not ulysses like it's pretty simple it's the audience does way more work than i do and that's why i still enjoy it because it doesn't really matter who i perform it for it always resonates it always lands with at least one person in the room i've never done like i'm I'm not trying to like sound full of myself but i've never bombed on this joke oh that was the question we were gonna ask sorry yeah well whatever no no But that's it's so reliable because like people I, I I just lay out I lay out a, a like a, flo- a simple floor plan, and people are like what the fuck and I'm like oh, yeah I I'm just a simple stoner I happened I stumbled upon this idea here it is for you as a gift and people like it really resonates it it uh, I would say it's become parts of it have become old in that like. I'm trying to make certain tags work. Like the Trump thing doesn't always land. The conspiracy element doesn't always land. Um, the 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 Inception pocket, the like the little pocket within mm-hmm. a pocket. Sometimes I'll get heckled because I ask like, "What do you even? What is that even for?" And if I don't quickly say, "Don't, don't answer,", answer yeah. <laughs> which I now have worked into the set. If I don't quickly say that, I always get an answer usually from a woman and then i have to like and then i have to take the bit in that direction so i kind of lose a bit of the control which maybe isn't a bad thing that brings me to say that i think that's a great transition to go into the only that's only women's women's rights fit my my women's right fit there because you could also just say you could also just say that inception pocket it's so small only my women's right fits yeah but the fact that you ask and then say don't answer i it makes it it makes it punch so much harder. I think so. And it was in the when I was originally like forming the joke, it was I was literally mining for information because I wanted to hear what women thought should go in that pocket. And like the answers I got were cocaine, change, uh, bus tokens in Canada. We have bus tokens. Oh, you have that change uh, version of the answer. No, it's like uh, that you make 67 women make mm. 67. Yeah. Another part of the joke that like sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. And obviously <laughs> What is it though? They don't know it. The, uh, so the 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 tag is um, no wonder women only make sixty seven cents on the dollar because that's literally all the change we can fit inside of our tiny pockets. It's uh, it's 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 a it's like a thinky it's a thinky tag mm. because yeah if you think of sixty seven coins versus a hundred pennies you can fit that sure but obviously smart people that we are well you can fit a euro easily in your pocket more than 67 coins and people have like said that to me after shows and that just like deflates my ego so much where i'm like yeah i know <laughs> I but you get that. what i was getting I fucking at. knew that assholes. yeah trying to make a point about the fact yeah. that we made 67 yeah exactly <laughs> like i'm trying to help you and it's always a fucking woman too and i'm like can you just be on my fucking side like please take my side it's brutal it's rough so i'm trying to like rework that also like to more introduce an element of like pin. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a question though. The um, the do you think that you usually play thinking that your audience is smart or that your audience is kind of dumb? Hundred percent. That they're Always. smart. Oh, I, 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 if if I am not the dumbest person in the room, I don't want to be there. Like mm. I. And and I think that comes from like starting. <laughs> That's really funny. I think that comes. Honestly, that comes. Get from, me like, the fuck out of this I room. Want, she, I don't want. She I don't want. She does a cute quiz at the entrance of every comedy club. She's like, I, like a look around. I'm just gonna take five minutes, please. Like, Can you fill this form? Who's the dumbest <laughs> fuck in the room? Is it better be me? Like I and honestly, like that and that comes from like that comes from 
starting my writing career as as a playwright and like for film and television like that you you have to assume that your audience is smart you have to you have to write up because if you're writing down you're a fucking asshole and you shouldn't be a writer like i i can't i always assume my my audience is smart because that's who i want to be telling jokes to if they don't get a joke it's tougher here uh in canada it's a little bit different because Typically, we're speaking the same language. Here, though, if they don't get a joke, I automatically—I don't go to like, oh, the joke is too highbrow. I go to, oh, I'm speaking too quickly, and 90% of my audience is English as a second language. So it's like a technical thing that I have to work with. But no, 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 always, always, audiences are so much smarter than we give them credit for, and they are way—they're—they're—they are at the punchline before you get there. And the pockets joke is is a good example of that because it's like the second I say there's a there's a problem with the size of women's pockets that's the end of the joke mm. like that is really that's the whole thing that's premise punchline that's all of it everything else is just like sugar that i've sprinkled on in your mouth or cocaine in your nose whichever <laughs> metaphor you prefer <laughs> no but that's interesting also because um for me i i think about it i'm like sometimes i think about over explaining some st- i know that that you you ruin it in a second. You ruin it in a second in the in the over explanation. But the thing about the the language difference and like the possibility of you not getting exactly what I mean is like, what am I doing? I'm doing this joke for you to get it. You know, I want you to get the image that's in my head. Should I assume that you have no idea what I'm talking about, or should I assume that you have a grasp of the thing? I mean, of course, it depends. It's interesting, yeah. But but yeah, that's it's usually it's a question because it's it's um. It's so nice to get it just right. It's so nice to say exactly the amount of words that you need to say and then and that you work it through. You know, you, you realize like where am I getting laughs? Why are people laughing at this moment? Like is it what are they singing that I'm that I'm explaining in this way? Yeah. Um and then and then you break from there. Like you cut what you yeah. don't need and you you add what you think. Yeah, I I think it it was it was a struggle for me when like the first time I started hearing people, not people, but like a person say like that's a feminist joke was sort of weird for me because I don't approach it as a feminist joke. I approach it as like a silly thing that we have to deal with. And my presentation of it is not Zoe Brownstone feminist comic. It's Zoe Brownstone like fart connoisseur. Like I I really, I'm trying to put myself in the position of of a bit of a clown because I think it's it's a way easier pill to swallow hearing it from that person as opposed to someone standing on a soapbox. Like I know as someone who consumes comedy, like I'm much more likely to be on your side if you approach me as your equal as opposed to you approaching me as an educator. Like I, I don't know jack about feminist laws and rules and history <laughs> like you know i've read i've read a little rbg like i, I know a bit but like i'm not i, I i'm not te- i'm not trying to teach anyone anything i'm simply trying to like uh highlight or illuminate and i think that that's you know i think the best comics sort of do that like mitch hedberg is a great example like yeah. he'll he'll just show you like he, he doesn't need to explain he'll just show you like abracadabra like it's really like set we in in theater school they always talk about setting the table like just set the table you don't we're not cooking fucking five star meals here just set the table let people come sit down enjoy the meal like it's I didn't do it right I'm no not, no but that no but I think that's that the do you know what I'm trying to say like we got I think <laughs> yeah and then there's a hamster and a mouse and then the, <laughs> no no I get it I get it the meal said it no said but the, the Mitch Hedberg joke that we talked about the other day I'm gonna repeat it because <laughs> we talked about it Great he has this one uh he has this one bit where he talks about like he kind of Mitch Hedberg is like a one-liner guy I just heard about him you know like three months ago maybe 
and watched a lot of Congrats, I, yeah because yeah. I wanted to I wanted to we had the show that we were gonna do that was Laugh Lab we we're gonna do comedy covers we didn't get to would have been cool yeah. yeah but we were, I was gonna cover no, him I'm because I never do one liner yeah I know <laughs> you could do that could be a good online show that could be a good online show well yeah Rude. we'll think DVD, about that but one I'm just also. saying like I I would almost I would almost watch that and I never watch anything but i would watch that. the covers would be a good online sure show. yeah like on zoom like everybody you could even dress up in costume i don't know whatever yeah and yeah. i mean you're more comfortable yeah it's funny <laughs> yeah it's comedy <laughs> comedy we're just we're just every every time we kind of like get the enthusiasm to to get into some uh, virtual comedy to organize a virtual yeah. show it's like it's like a wave and immediately crashes totally. onto it. Totally. On the way shore of uh, yeah. of virtual stuff. Because we're not tech people. Yeah. And it's just... I and even if I was, I just we, don't want to yeah, do it. I don't want to be... I don't want to be... I did a Zoom show last night and it was like, <laughs> real sad. Yeah. Real sad. But I mean, it's nice that if you're writing jokes and stuff, like I'm doing the Cunnilingus show, that, nice. that... Yeah, and like I'm, I'm excited about that. Like I'm writing for that. But I'm like... I don't know. I don't know. It's so like there. You don't get the, you don't get the the big O. Even like when you bomb at a live show, there was like a big O at the end. Orgasm. Sorry. Like you don't get to come. Like I with online shows, you just because at the end of it, you yes. close your laptop and you're back in your fucking room. Like it's a it's it's heavy for for a performing artist that is used to a live audience. We don't play violin. We don't play cello. You can't practice alone in your room. You need live breathing humans to bounce sound off of it's a very simple technical physical thing it's not this like artist ephemeral bullshit it's like no i need flesh and blood to bounce my sound off of that's how comedy works you can't i don't know you you're giving you me chills sorry man no it's but great. it's that thing yeah uh, no but it really like it really makes it because i i was also doing acting school for a while and they, and they will always like bust your balls with like what's your what's your want as a performer like why do you want to get on stage and do this and at the time i didn't know how to answer that i was like i don't know why i want to get up there and be an actor but as a comedian and especially now being quarantine it really does highlight why you want to be there you know it's like it's as you said it's not an ephemeral thing it's really a physical yeah, need like you very physical yes. yeah but you i think we hadn't stomach. even for real yeah. like we hadn't noticed that it was like i think you never need to talk about it you don't need to talk about the thing that makes you feel uh excited to do it like i mean you know that it's the stage you know that it's receiving and seeing faces sometimes though like you can't see the audience like in the boom rooms you can't see the audiences and that that's still it's a it's a but thing they're that there you, you can yeah, feel it you can feel it's not until they take it away from you where you're like no i need to talk about yeah. it yeah if someone <laughs> like, if someone farts how am i gonna smell it yeah how are you gonna smell it so, benny it is so it's such really. a special thing and it's you know people conflate music and comedy uh, like live music and live comedy a lot and there are a ton of similarities but you can you can put your headphones on and listen to music in your room alone and it can have a very intense reaction in your body it is not the same as stand-up comedy you can't perform it in your room you also can't I, I don't really think you can digest it as a listener in the same way as when you're in a club or in you know a big theater and the guy is up there the girl's up there she's fucking sweating yeah. and telling you this story and you're just like more mm -hmm. like yes give me that come in my mouth I, I really <laughs> hope that I really think <laughs> too far that, 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 too far <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, <laughs> I think that the um, that post quarantine thing, like there will be that this desire and like this hunger to 
a really a go to these places that right now you you notice that you really care about not being able to go or at least i hope i really really Me hope too. Me i too. hope so bad i hope the club owners in amsterdam are able to survive like i know yeah it's not easy to hold on to a business that isn't making any money that's bleeding money while it's closed and you know yeah. if i don't know if you guys want to talk about this stuff but like t you know in terms of uh, justifying comedy as an art form as, yes, as a I cultural to... sector like if the government doesn't step in and fund boom chicago comedy cafe tumblr i think they do actually support tumblr um uh the uicf in utrecht the comedy city in the hague like <laughs> but if the government doesn't provide some sort of assistance those clubs won't exist anymore and stand up in english will go away okay period. so as L we said though luckily luckily uh uycf the utrecht international yeah, comedy yeah. Festival, luckily they managed to do it right before yes, right before yeah, yeah so that was very good that was really good so since but, since the yeah. netherlands um doesn't consider comedy an art form then you can't apply for basically you can't apply for an artist visa if you want a loan or something like that you can't get it from the government um because they say what like what is it that requires a an art? um essentially and it's it's funny it's a similar sort of guideline back in canada um art forms must be tied directly to what the federal government considers cultural sector yeah. so dance is a cultural sector theater is a cultural sector in this country cabaret is a cultural sector um and now i don't know like the technical definitions of culture but essentially it's like uh to promote the sort of dutch roots dutchness there has to be an element of like dutch nationalism uh it's uh, slightly different in canada in terms of the breakdown but but that's that's sort of it here uh and and, and that's tricky to say that like okay well why would english stand-up comedy be a contributor to dutch culture uh my argument as a comic is well i've been here since june performing regularly to a mix of dutch locals uh expats and tourists all of who come to this country or live in this country and contribute in all of their many different economical ways yeah. and come to me for entertainment. So like I'm a part of that sort of ecosystem. And I think that the more we support artists coming through this country, this little tiny country with its brand new English comedy scene, um, the more it can become a staple as a part of our uh, economic and tourist sector, just the way that sex tourism and cannabis tourism is yeah. like huge here, but unrecognized comedy, I think is sort of the same where it's like there, there's definitely a niche for it and there's room for it. Um, but until it's sort of accepted into that category in the cultural sector, I don't really know how, and I, I honestly don't know how those clubs are going to bounce back at this point. Like I'm, I'm, I do, it does worry me that like when English comedy comes back to this country, it's only going to be in the form of like the bars, the the bars that will host shows. That's I didn't thought about that. I so hadn't far. either, really. It's Sorry. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to bum you out. No, but the thing about but. it, it not being uh, like there's no subsidy from the government for that. Like that will obviously. It, it will mean just what their demise to use a really uh, yeah unless people want to work for free yeah like yeah. i you know that's the other part of it is that like back in canada i wasn't you know comedy isn't really a paid gig and here as a woman as a english speaker as a touring artist i am compensated for my work as i should be um stand up 
despite what my parents might think, uh, is a lot of work. And like, I, I put a lot of time into writing my bits and like working on my set and recording my set and like finessing things that should be compensated as you would compensate a singer, an actor, a sound technician, a host, like the, they're all moving parts. And the government at a certain level needs to also step in and say like, we, uh, ex not only do we accept you as an artist and an employee of the system, but we want to support you in the same way that we would support any other cultural creative artist. I also think that it would be crazy for them to think that there's not a shit. Like, I mean, they know how many expats you have here and like they call them expat. They love them. They're very happy to, to give them it's like they, they want them to pay their taxes here. They were happy to have them do that. Yeah. And then they also like they'll have stuff like Cineville for expats and mm -hmm. And like they know that these people consume culture too, and totally. they can't in Dutch because they're here for five years or right. something. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you want to have a rich yeah, cultural exactly. sector? Exactly, and and furthermore, like promoting your Dutch artists to be able to work in English as well is a huge bonus to their potential careers because outside of the Netherlands, no one speaks Dutch. Like, yeah, if you want to have an international career, you better be able to be performing in English or another language if you want to ever tour like even in Europe you can't really tour anywhere unless you're doing English comedy yeah. unless you just want to go to Belgium and Suriname no do they speak Dutch in Curacao Curacao thank you Curacao <laughs> I am bad at geography <laughs> so yeah I think it, it only does uh, like it only does good to the scene here and also to like the Dutch cultural scene in a broader sense, if the government recognizes us as artists and like allows us to apply for grants and allows inter international artists to come through and apply for visas. Also, you had some cool things that you were doing in Canada with the, well, actually maybe right now, I was gonna ask about weed stuff uh, <laughs> that I think is a good <laughs> thing to you to bring in here as well and something that like, weed stuff. Weed but stuff. we do have our, we do have a uh, little part of our podcast that's called what is it called? It's our news segment. It's our news segment. Yes, with Diederik Zurmund. Oh, uh, uh, here live. Ah. Hey, Didi. And today he's uh, he's our live correspondent. He's not right here in the hey, studio. Good to see you. Because hey, it's hey. his dad's birthday. It's your oh. dad's birthday? Yeah, it is. That's 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 personal news. Yeah. He's turning thirty-five. <laughs> he's he's fifty something. I, I'm I'm yeah. not sure. Actually. Yeah, right. I should know. <laughs> I should not. I think after 50, it doesn't matter anymore. My 70-year-old uh, mother disagrees. <laughs> dust in the wind. Every uh, year. Um, well, oh, we have, of course, we have our oh, little... We have, we have our little, uh, yeah, we have a little news segment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Intro and outro. I think we still only have the intro. And <laughs> we kind of work around it as an outro as well. I'm kind of nervous because yesterday I, I, I fucked up the uh, 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 introducing... Zoe pretty badly. No, you can't have done a worse job than I have. You did a great <laughs> today. job. <laughs> it, it was so bad. I, I said, I think I said, uh, our next, our next, what was it? An expert from Canada. Uh, and much like Justin Trudeau, uh, she's also a person. Yeah, and then I said, it. welcome Zoe <laughs> yeah. Brown to them. Which pretty <laughs> much set me up to believe that Diedrich just hates me and does not think I'm a good comedian. Which is fine. I already had my suspicions. <laughs> It was, it was so bad. I, I was just like, I couldn't think of anything. Um, yeah. Here, wait. Should we get into some news? Welcome to the news. This is the part of the show where we discuss the news. 
we go. Hello, welcome. Uh, Uber driver jailed for six years for raping a 17-year-old girl. Uh, Uber has since changed the app and removed the rape option. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, headlines are saying that black people are being hit harder by coronavirus. Hey, looks like all those cool handshakes backfired, huh? Um, it's a little on the edge. Um... Said the slightly skinhead-looking Dutch boy. <laughs> hey, it's a podcast. They don't know what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Indian for all they know. Um, the uh, the uh, uh, Los Angeles has added a new sexual battery count against Weinstein. That's weird. I thought a sexual battery was when I stuck a couple triple A's up my ass as DIY shock therapy. But then I actually like it, and it just makes me more gay for Thor. What? Um, anyway, uh, also, um, uh, kennels have gone empty as every animal gets adopted amid the coronavirus outbreak. What a silver lining. I guess the song was right. By advising a lockdown, the who let the dogs out the who. The who. All right. Um uh, I'll uh, try to steer away from coronavirus news a little bit. So uh, an Ebola patient has died in the Congo. First case in 50 days. Ebola's also back. Um, sorry, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just try to make it a little more fun now. Uh, this is just a little fun joke. Uh, Wisconsin dairy farmer dumps 56,000 pounds of milk saying no one's buying it. What an utter waste. <laughs> uh, in other news, a uh, crisis mental health hotline has seen uh, an 891% spike in calls. Jesus, that's depressing. What's the number? Uh, I'm going to try this one. Probably not gonna... A new uh, larger wave of locusts threatens millions in Africa. The only people happy are African big locust wave surfers saying, this is super dope. Some very gnarly insect swells are coming our way. Hang loose, dude. That was my best impression of an African surfer. <laughs> yep. Um... <laughs> Uh, uh, this one's for Zoe. Uh, 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 hate crimes against Asian Americans is up after the coronavirus breakout. That's horrible, right? Corona isn't Asian people's fault. It was the Jews. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, in in very local local lunch news, the uh, Dutch is still taking wholemeal bread very literally. Come on, guys, mix it up with a salad or a soup or something. They have the bread as a whole meal. They like wholemeal bread. Oh. oh. Yeah, I, I wasn't completely on board with that one either. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, should we end on a bomb? That's always nice. No, right? no, it wasn't an ending. It was an applause to you. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll end on, uh, I'll, I'll end on this one. Um, uh, San Francisco police have issued first citation for violating stay-at-home order to abortion protester. Prostetter was quoted as saying, stay inside, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You can stay if you want. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll hang out. All right. Cool. I'll hang out. This also sounds really good. Yeah, this. it sounds really good. Uh, yeah. But basically, you don't even have to be here.
Great! <laughs> we fucking broke the quarantine for no reason. Kinda, yeah. We can we can actually just connect. Come connect. There's only three people in this room. <laughs> yeah, leafed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys speaking to the same microphone? Yeah, uh, actually, okay. we're we're holding each other naked, <laughs> <laughs> licking each other's mouths. <laughs> Fuck quarantine. Fuck quarantine. It's spring break. Yeah, bro. Let's go to the beach. Zonfort. <laughs> Like, that's the worst thing is that like being a Dutch teen, it's like, yo, bro, let's go to Bloemendal. It's like the worst beach. Yo, let's hit up Vondel Park. It's not fun. There's no fun place. You can't do a fun quarantine break in the city. Like it's like, let's hang out at the blocker. Yeah, let's get some fucking hand towels. I just need to have friends. But you can spice up the quarantine with hallucinogenic drugs that you can do. Yeah, that except my fu- my mushy's got moldy, bro. Yeah, I know. I, I was heard there. About I was that. there I'm when not it happened. Happy. I'm yeah. really not happy. But you kept them in your should just, purse. Should for I just eat them anyway? <laughs> no, the, 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 yeah, I wonder. What, what actually what actually happened? We oh. yeah we we saw the mold <laughs> on the mushrooms and we're like. <laughs> And I said, I said, my dad is a biologist. A bi- uh, uh, I thought about asking him, but then we just went for the uh, Google, Google search, and uh, it turned out, yes, you can potentially die. deadly. Yeah, you. Potentially deadly. Ah, uh, bummer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Not yeah. worth it. Yeah. Not no, worth it. Not worth it. Not, just not don't worth go dying. to the fucking dirt. <laughs> Blocker. I'm gonna hang out at the dirt, fucking bro. <laughs> sick hallucinations, though. That might have to be a character, like, like, oh yeah, quarantine breaking. Chad Dice from, from the Netherlands Yeah Dice <laughs> Fucking Bip <laughs> Yop Breaks Quarantine Raging out in damn square Bro There's so much space <laughs> It is weird to be Like I You know I biked here And like it, I, I'm still floored by It's been over a month but I'm still floored to bike Through the city And not see tourists that sounded like I said Nazi tourist. It did. It totally not see. <laughs> shut up, Diedrich. Not see tourists. It's weird. Like, the only people in the city are expats and Dutch people. And uh, the expats are following quarantine. So the only people I see are Dutch people, which feels like I'm living in Harlem again, which is a horrible, horrible feeling to have. That's the worst place in the world. Anyways. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we will reach our end soon. Sick. Because I feel like people will listen to 50 minutes. <laughs> 50 minutes? Yeah. Time yeah, flies when you're talking about yourself. <laughs> sure. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, what is um, the by in the quarantine? Is that... Is that... What did you say, honey pie? Nothing, nothing. I'm sorry. What did you I'm say, passionate. sugar dumpling? Hey, you're here. Come on. We want to hear from you. No, no, no. You said time flies when you're talking to yourself. And I was thinking that's a great uh, quarantine, uh, quarantine slogan. I said talking about yourself, but whatever. That's cool, too. I'll take it. Uh, I'll, I'll allow uh, it. Technical <laughs> 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 I apologize so much. Don't <laughs> I'm working on a new character. I'm working on a new character. Uh Um, It's everybody's aunt on Zoom. (laughs) And the whole bit is just like, yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, I just, no. Okay. Uh, Can you? uh, Okay. Mm. Volume. Okay. Okay, bye. (laughs) Just for like 
seven minutes. <laughs> and wait, no, no. And then she's like, she's like, oh wait, I gotta take something out of the oven. And she forgets to like yeah. uh, turn off the call, so you yeah. just keep hearing yeah. the yeah. oven noises and shit. Yeah. That happened with my mom. <laughs> we were on a WhatsApp call, oh, and she's like, bye now. <laughs> she didn't hang up. <laughs> no, she did not. And she just g- goes ahead and uh, goes on with her day. What a sweetheart. Uh, just, I, and I didn't hang up also because I was interested in what, 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 yeah. what her real life is up. Because <laughs> yeah. she, I feel like she's putting a mask when she's talking to me. You know, it's a little she, creepy. It's a little. I want to peek behind the curtains. <laughs> you and fuck your mom. I wait. You're you're jumping ahead. I just said peek, <laughs> peek behind the curtains <laughs> was not a double entendre. Uh-huh. Although it could be. You know, okay. just like just see if the carpet matches the drapes. You freak. You fucking I know that for I know I know freak. that I know that for a fact. Okay. We're we're very I don't know we are very uh, close. No, like, don't just me. And my, don't make it. Don't make it weird. It's, it's not just me and my mom. It, you made it weird with this. You made like, it with the fingering. pube knowing. I see you doing yeah, beca- that. It's like yeah, because you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's not point fingers blame here. The Jew. Let's not point fingers. Let's fingers point. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. that's something, right? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So, all right, guys. Well, I'm I'm happy as hell. I'm happy as hell with the whole thing. Me too. That was a blast. That was great. Yes. Thank okay. you for having me. Thanks for coming. This is great. Uh, this was so this worth was a... breaking the law for. I agree. Yeah. We are. We, I do want to say we are like a person away from each other. Yeah. A person laying dying. We're, dying. we're like <laughs> one Danny DeVito away from each other. <laughs> that's what we're like. Which is 1.5 meters. I've checked. Well, that's what we. <laughs> This is like a Danny DeVito side table. <laughs> like width and length. It's like Danny DeVito the, like as the penguin. Perfect dimensions. Sorry. Danny, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Don't you, give me a call. I miss you, man. Like we used to hang out. Oh, yeah. Don't be an ass. No, of course not. You think I, you think I know famous people? No. And Danny DeVito. Yeah. Danny DeVito. I don't know. He seems like an approachable guy. We could hang. For sure we for could sure. hang. For sure we'd be we'd be chill pals. Baby, he'll hear. All right, well. All right, well. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Danny DeVito. Follow me on Instagram. Follow us and follow us all on Instagram. Comedy Undergrads, Lara Ricote, the Italian Stalin, that's me, and Zoe Haha. Zoe Zoe Haha. Zoe Zoe Haha. Yeah, follow us. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Also, there was more stuff to talk about. Like, for example, the There's opportunity so for Zoe to start a weed comedy place here. Let's do another show. Let's do another show. You could do a sh- we could do an episode on weed and comedy. Right? Exactly oh, so because there. exactly so because 420. There. Yeah. It's about to be a, We'll do a special 420 episode. All 420 right. is coming up we're going to do one. Let's yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Absolutely. Amazing. Okay, well, wonderful. You can be our continuous guest until the end of the quarantine. <laughs> um, great. Thanks so much for tuning in. We were comedy undergrads. Uh, it was we already told you who you were. You were bye. Yeah.